The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the Central City Chronicle, the unofficial, the Flash internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, April 25th, and I'm your host, Professor X. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of The Flash. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit CW series casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Jess. Hi there. Mike. Yo, yo, what's up? And Ashley Michelle. Hey, guys. So let's jump into our recap of episode 218, titled Versus Zoom, which aired on April 19th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. We get a glimpse into the life of young Hunter Zolomon, who's forced to watch as his father murders his mother, and then young Hunter is sent to an orphanage. So, yeah, sucks to be Hunter. But does it really excuse you becoming a psychopath? Back with the Flash crew, Barry is ready to test his tachyon enhancer. He runs faster than ever before and briefly disappears through a breach, but no one except him seems to notice. Barry's now running four times faster than before, faster even than Zoom, and so he wants to take the fight to Earth 2. Harry says it's a bad idea, and Joe agrees. But Barry's mind is made up, and he convinces Sisko to channel his inner vibe to access the other dimension. Eventually, with Harry's help, Sisko is able to open a breach, meaning the team can travel to Earth 2 and battle Zoom. Or open a breach and lure him into a trap, which is what they do. Briefly slowing Hunter down with pictures of his dead mother and father, Barry manages to zap him with a trap, the same one Patty used on him earlier this season. Ah, Patty, where are you now, I wonder? Anyway, it's only a trap if the bad guy can't break free, which, of course, Hunter Zolomon does, racing off to kidnap Wally, who had just moved into Joe's place. To rescue Wally, Barry agrees to sacrifice his speed, which is bled off him and then given to Zolomon, who kidnaps Caitlin before racing off into the night. So, what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? Jess, let's start with you. You know, I generally try and be as positive as I can for these recap things, and generally, like, I love The Flash. I am a Flash cheerleader, but this episode, oh, God, Barry, why? Why are you such an idiot? I'm sorry, Ash, I'm sorry, but he was an idiot. Like, why? Why? Just why? Well asked. Ashley Michelle, you seem to have a a gasping rejoinder uh, awaiting. Um, I completely agree that he was an idiot, but I think this is one of the best episodes of The Flash that I've seen yet. I think he, yes, he was, he was definitely an idiot, and he deserved what he, what happened for not thinking that far, but the fight scene, I've been waiting for that all season. This just made it. Okay, Mike, we have two votes for Stupid Barry, one vote for good episode, one vote for bad episode. What did you think? Hmm... I think overall the episode was great. I think it was like a really terrific episode. But I, th- I 
feel like the ending was really underwhelming. It was, I think it was really disappointing. And yeah, I think throwing an extra token for stupidity on Barry's part. But, I mean, overall, like, like encompass, like, the entire episode instead of just, like, segments. I think overall, it was a great episode. It's just... It's killing me. The ending, the ending was like, come on. Really? But that's just me. No one saw that coming? Right? Like, come on. I feel like their decisions were just made to like further the plot. Like that's yes. what I feel like it was. And I was like, <sighs> like, like everyone knows. Like when I say, like I did the Stewie side head turn. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like that, that's literally what I did. But overall, it was a good episode. It was great. Okay. Well, I'll weigh in uh, alongside all of you guys with Dumbberry, but pretty good episode. Uh, so before we get into a thorough recap and perhaps find out just how dumb Barry was, here's a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. Follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. You can binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio program by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. And, of course, search for the Central City Chronicle through iTunes. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. So, getting back to the episode. Before we get to just how dumb Barry was, let's talk about Hunter Zolomon slash Zoom's backstory and the way it compares with Barry and his similar childhood experience. What did you guys think of the way they sort of drew a very clear parallel between uh, Barry and Hunter, with the exception that, of course, Barry ended up with the Wests in a loving, nurturing environment, whereas Zoom didn't. Mike, let's start with you. I, I like the way that they portrayed it in the sense that, you know, he... It, it was kind of... It, it was You know, the backstory was kind of similar to Barry Allen's, except the, you know, major difference was, you know, his own family member was the one that killed, you know, another family member right in front of his eyes. So... I guess you can. I guess it's interesting to see how, like, how it developed Hunter Zolomon that way mentally, and how it kind of portrayed what he is today and how he views things around him. But I think the back. I think the backstory kind of made to me. I felt like it cleared up quite a bit of things as far as you know how, why, like, what made him, or like what made him to become like this. So I think the backstory was was really good, and I felt like it was a, it gave a lot of answers that like about Zoom. But um, I, I I wouldn't say it's underwhelming. I felt like I kind of like I guess you can say I kind of saw it coming because the type of villain he is. I, I felt like it wasn't I felt like it wasn't something original. I felt like it was kind of something that you would expect. But I think the backstory itself was I think it was really well crafted. Ashley Michelle, what did you think of uh, Young Zoom? I I remember very clearly us talking about on the show earlier that Barry could have easily become Zoom, and I didn't realize how easily Barry could have. And I think this is something that we've been waiting for for a long time with the show is that Barry's had a fantastic, fantastic upraising with. Joe's constant love and support and Iris always loving him that Barry was put into a position where he could have turned evil but the people around him made him not want to be and 
made it so that he never even saw that as an option. And I think that that's another great hat off to Joe and the relationship that he's shown on the show to have with his children and what a great father he is. And I think that it was really great to see I, don't, I think it was partially cheesy, but I really didn't expect to see how closely they resembled each other in their past. But I did not expect the way that he gained his um, speed force by electroshock therapy gone wrong. I was not expecting that. Yeah, neither was I. Any thoughts, Jess? I think that Ash pretty much summed it up for me. I enjoyed the parallels that were drawn, and I really liked that. I mean, I didn't like it. That would be heartless. But I liked how they showed <laughs> that, you know, Barry turned out differently because he had people who loved him in his corner. Hunter didn't, and he was kind of a crazy psychopath. I will say that his his father was a little bit overkilly. Like I've I've seen that stereotype on TV and in movies so many times with like the the raging like just all out dickhead of a dad, but it completely made sense as to why he he is that way. And like it it made me question like does he actually care for Caitlyn? Or does he see her as a commodity? Yeah, good question, as we'll uh, we'll get to towards the end. Um, so anyway, before just after we'd uh, gotten through the uh, the Hunter's Almond backstory, we all know what happened when Barry was testing his tachyon enhancer and briefly opened up that but he popped across to uh, another universe and uh, got to spend a, you know a very enjoyable forty four minutes with Supergirl. But when he came back, he didn't say anything to Caitlin or Cisco. Do you guys think he should have? made more of that or basically said hey guys you won't believe what just happened to me mike mm, i don't know me i don't know i feel like if i was in his position i kind of I, I i guess i was i guess i was under the impression that for him it was only necessary if it was needed to say anything about it but i i can't really i personally can't picture why it was not brought up to that extent. Um, I feel like it was more on the premise of on a need to know basis, but I kind of, I kind of question that myself. Uh, actually, Michelle, what do you think? I think that I didn't even realize that he didn't really say anything. I felt like he was just so caught up with what was going on with that. He came back and, Oh my God, I ran four times faster. I was running faster than, it immediately didn't matter anymore that now, as soon as he came back from Supergirl's universe, he could take on Zoom. Yeah. Okay, so um, so now Barry is faster thanks to his tachyon enhancer and realizes that you know he's faster than Zoom, so obviously he wants to take on Zoom. But both Harry and Joe, both of Barry's you know wise older parental figures, Tell him to leave well enough alone, don't open another breach, but he had to do it. Leaving aside for the moment, which we'll get to, how it all turned out. What do you think about Barry's judgment in going against those two figures and saying, nope, we're just going to try to open the breach and uh, I'm going to go attack him? Let's start with you, Jess. I mean, 
I think that that's who he is because I watched it with my mom and she was also like, why doesn't he just leave it alone? Like, it's not like, you know, Zoom can come for them. And I was like, that's because it's who he is. Like, I don't think that Barry would be able to feel good about himself if he just let Zoom, you know, get away scot-free. I don't think that that would sit well with him. And I think that in the end, you know, if he had left it, it would just expand into this stupid plotline about like self-doubt and despair and downward spiral. So I'm glad that we don't have to sit through that because Barry is a hero, is a hero, is a hero, even when it gets a little bit annoying. Although a powerless one by the end of the episode. Spoilers. Uh, Ashley, Michelle, what did you think about uh, Barry's decision <laughs> to uh, go after Zoom just because he's faster now? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, I know that it had to happen, but like, oh, oh, Barry, why? Mm, he physically pains me sometimes to watch him. I, I remember a bunch of my friends had seen this before I did, and the entire time they were like, when you watch it, it's going to be, everyone, Barry, no! And then Barry, Barry, yes! Like, I have to do it, guys. It doesn't matter. There's also a certain naivete about Barry, which is that, oh, I'm suddenly faster than Zoom. That means I'll be able to beat him. You know, Zoom's been doing this for a while. He's pretty smart and a total psychopath. You might want to, I don't know, train a little bit, make some plans rather than just plunge in there. Yeah. Train, you know, go like punch punch a super hard bag or run around. No, no more bags. Electra did that with sugar bags and Daredevil. And I'm sorry, but she just watched that. In that, uh, in, I'm trying no, not to. I'm not, trying not, not to Netflix watch the Daredevil series. yet, so not, not the Netflix series. That terrible Ben Affleck version. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, well, I the hell out of that one. Whether or not Elektra has cha- has trained with bags of sugar in the Netflix Daredevil series, but God, I hope not. But like, when your training consists of slicing through fucking bags that don't even move, that are hanging from your ceiling, and you got like an Evanescence song playing in the background and that is the extent of your <laughs> Fuck out of the city! Like, that is not how you defeat evil. You deserve to get killed if that's what your training is. <sighs> well, on that note, um, so we talked about the idea that, uh, you know, Wally realizes, uh, not Wally, uh, Barry realizes how his life might have turned out differently uh, had it not been for the nurturing environment. Someone who's getting a taste of that nurturing environment is Wally, who got a a larger uh, part to play, even if some of it was just as uh, a target in this episode. Mike, what did you think of uh, Wally this episode? I felt like it was a a good thing for him because it was more character development, and and the episode really focused on the idea of the importance of like family itself and it the episode was was targeting you know how truly important it is to have that support system in your life because you can end up a certain way if you're not given that type of support nor the or the nurture that you need in order to be successful or to be what you are today and i think in wally's case i think i felt i felt like it was more explored in the sense that you were, he, I felt like he was given more of an identity, even though 
like how you said he was kind of like a target, essentially, even though he was a, a really, uh, in, you know, he was a victim, unfortunately. But I felt like that would hopefully bring them closer and it'll maybe give him some answers or to or to some things that he thought were kind of, you know, as far as the way Barry is. But I think I felt like it was I felt like they're trying to give him more of a purpose being in the show. Yeah, I thought he uh, he had a lot more to work with. Uh, Ashley, Michelle, right. what did you think? And what did you think about uh, the little heart to heart where uh, Joe and Barry were talking and Barry was the one who uh, gave Joe the clue that he needed to break through with Wally. I feel like in the beginning, the first time that I saw that scene where Joe tells Wally that Barry was the reason why he figured it out, I was like, how is Wally going to take that? That Bar It's Barry this, Barry that, and Barry everything. But then I, thinking about it now, like, it, it should help their relationship. Like, wow, Barry actually, like, cares enough to notice that I wanted to move in and even Joe couldn't even notice like he he gets me and it's nice to see them finally starting to become the family again and to invite Wally in although somewhat ironic considering it was only because of that decision on Barry's part that Wally was put in danger well another great call there too soon <laughs> negative <laughs> Nelly over here instead of being a positive Patricia I okay, have so. not heard of positive Patricia, but like, at least look at it this way. Here's here's some positivity. Almost everyone that Barry knows has been held for ransom or put in some sort of life-threatening situation. Now, Wally's one step closer to knowing Barry's secret. And somehow I can imagine people putting that on their resumes. Oh, I'm I sure in the next episode, Barry's just going to take the thing off because, well, I'm no longer the Flash. I may as well tell you who I am. Never mind. He'll get his powers back within, like, the first 25. That's well, maybe. so depressing, though. Like, could you imagine being Barry and but not having your powers anymore and literally just telling people, oh, yeah, I used to be the Flash. It's like when somebody from high school that used to be, like, on the football team or whatever, oh, I used to be this. Okay? But... What are you now? And they're like, nothing. And they get all uncomfortable. And it's like, oh, that's really depressing. That's really depressing. So you think that's going to be the next episode? Barry just wandering around, you know, having kids gather around. Gather around, kids. I used to be the fastest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, well, you know, now that he doesn't have his speed... Gosh, Grandpa Barry, how'd you lose your speed? Well, I was real stupid. Let me tell you about it. Uh, so before we get to that, so uh, there was a little, uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, Wally and the character development and his relationship with Joe and how that was built on. Iris and Caitlin had a brief heart to heart that kind of surprised me in which Iris admitted she's been thinking about Barry in a romantic way and wondering if they're sort of destined to be together because of what she saw about the future and what she saw heard about uh uh, the other Earth. What did you guys think about reintroducing that little plot twist? And Caitlin says she saw it. Did you guys? Let's start with uh, Ashley Michelle. It's about fucking time. Uh, this uh, Iris, you have been staring at him like that since episode one of season one. And you're just now like, just now, like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should 
I should do it. I, uh, every time I look at him, like I get this little flutter in my chest, and I couldn't even go on this date with this really cute guy because flutter in my chest. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> butterflies. It, it, mm. Iris has taken the most time to develop, I think, out of all of these main characters, and. If her taking a step and what fate tells them to do, apparently, then I think that she'll finally get that badass character development that we saw in Earth 2. Mike, let's get a slightly more cynical take. What was your take on uh, on that? <laughs> I love Iris. I've always loved her since the beginning, so whatever she does, I'm totally cool with it. But with that being said, I think... I can understand how the plot itself for her to, I guess, have a thing for Barry kind of was in a slow progression for it and in order to further the plot. So I think it'd be kind of kind of typical if it was like right from the get-go, you know, when uh, season one, episode one comes up and they start talking about it or whatever. But I do think it was more on the, on the basis that Iris was going off of this idea that in order to find herself find her own identity in her and to be her own individual and not be tied down to something that she found out that this was meant to happen you know it's it's like if somebody were to tell you that this is going to happen to you well most of the time you kind of want to prove it wrong but you want to know that you do have options available but because at the end of the day if you're the one that made that choice and it just so happens that destiny or fate however you want to believe it, it came down to it then so be it but i think over overall i'm not surprised i do like the fact that she did confide in to, with caitlin i think that was pretty cool but i think it was kind of you know sad too because you know caitlin you know has had heartbreaks and not like the typical heartbreaks but uh, you know somebody ended up you know dead and you know somebody ended up not being who they are so i do like that uh so again i think it was really cool but it's it's iris it, i'm fine with it jess what do you think all right guys it's it's pretty much been known in the past that i just have not been a fan of iris's character <gasps> but these last i'm sorry ash but but Oh, that was an last... ass. That was me. That yeah, she's, me. she's doing a face turn, Ash. Let her go. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. Do it again. <gasps> amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, that was adorable. Okay, so yes. She has not been my favorite just because, and like, I had, to, I had to think about it. I literally, the other day, I had to, like, sit myself down and think about it. Like, why does Iris bug me out of all the characters? And then I realized it's because I feel that everything that she's done so far has been merely kind of, like, to move her along and further her status as the girl of Barry's dreams. And I feel like we haven't gotten much of Iris as herself. Like, Earth 2 Iris was badass. I fucking loved her. Like, I want Earth 2 Iris back all the time. She is amazing. And these past couple of episodes, like, especially when she's dealing with Eddie and, and the grief from that, like, she's not shying away from it or anything. 
that is when I started to be like, okay, like, I like her more because she's not being forced into, or like the plot isn't propelling her along just for the sake of being Barry's love interest that he can never have, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's starting to come into her own as a character. She's no longer just like that girl that Barry puts up on a pedestal because she's so great and he's so terrible. I mean, he is terrible because he's a fucking dumbass. But you know what I mean? Like, now we actually get to see her be great. And that makes me so happy. I was a little surprised because when they introduced the new editor character, I thought it was so clear that he was going to be there to be a love interest for uh, Iris that I just figured this was the them a way of them keeping the whole you know they can't get together because one of them is involved with someone else thing so i was a little surprised to hear that coming from iris but i guess i'm just a dumb guy um and speaking of dumb guys not barry yet uh cisco had a crisis of confidence because he's afraid of going over to the dark side which i thought was really interesting and also of course gave cisco a, a great opportunity to do a an extended star wars reference what do you guys think about Cisco's uh, crisis of confidence, his worry that he will become just like Vibe was over on the other Earth? And what do you think about the way that Barry got through to him? Jess? I thought the way that Barry got through to him was a little bit too quick. He was just kind of like, we're all here for you, man. Not even five seconds goes by. And he's like, so, you want to try again? If that was me and my confidence was shaken, I'd be like, you know what, you fucking beanpole? Not today. Not today. Get out of my face. But well, it was like it was better whole... than him saying, "Don't worry about it, Bob. If you start to go bad, I'll kill you." That's true. That's true. It was. But like, as for the confidence crisis itself, it was very believable to me. Like, I really think that Cisco and like this is what makes him who he is as a character. He really is just. A marshmallow on the inside and he he cares about the people in his life in his social sphere and he wants to protect them even though you know sometimes it's not all that possible he the, the thought is there so I think the notion that he could potentially turn out to be vibe and he could let the power go to his head like I think that that would be a very real concern that someone like Cisco would have because he's thinking, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. What if I? What if I'm not strong enough to pull myself back? What if I get addicted to the power rush? He's not thinking in terms of, oh, this is a we thing. Like my friends are gonna help me. He's thinking like, what if this becomes something that I can't deal with? So I think that while I didn't appreciate how it was done because I thought it was a bit too it was like a folding chair it was just too easy for me but like, like sorry I don't know I just I liked it I wanted to give him a hug I thought it was really authentic and wow that was a great performance I think you always want to give Cisco a hug yeah that's true I do Mike I'm assuming you didn't want to give Cisco a hug any more than usual uh, what did you think about his crisis and how they resolved it I liked it. I liked the crisis because it, it shows that it, it, it kind of gave the audience the feeling that you get to understand like where he is coming from. The fact that he saw another version of himself of being that, that really shows that, holy crap, I have this power just like him. 
and look how he turned out like this shows that this is a definite possibility for me that i can end up like this regardless of how things are happening right now that if i if i don't have any sense of control then i might end up like this i think it was it was completely believable i mean you could tell he was really shaken up by the fact that him feeling that if he extended his own measure of power that well what if he just you know just so happens decide to go to <laughs> to the dark side in this in this sense and i think i have to agree also that i felt like it was kind of rushed but i guess i can understand since it's ne- getting near to the end of the season so i guess i can understand why it was rushed but I felt like it was rushed. I, f- I feel like it was. It, it didn't give him time to actually process the things that are possible for him or what could happen to him. But I do believe that the performance that he gave, showing how his really his concern over it, was really believable, and you could actually feel what was going through his mind and, and trying to explain that you know again I, this happened in another you know universe but it shows that it's a definite possibility for me that if i am not in control of my powers or if i don't know how to handle it then what if i end up like this and i think it really does show again the episode really just show of how important it is to have family and to have people around you to, to care for you and to have that support system that's what the episode was mainly about was having that that having a support system actually makes a difference in what your moral grounds are and how you perceive things and when in when in doubt when you're making a decision albeit whatever the consequences are and again i do think it was rushed but i i understand why because it's you know it was more of like a little miniature subplot, I guess. But overall, I think it was really good. I, I really liked it. Ashley, Michelle, what did you think? And do you think we're going to see more vibe powers in the future? I think we are. And I don't think I could say it any better than Jess and Mike did. I agree with you both. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic, walk away. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and as Mike said, it, it really just did reinforce that. You've got uh, the contrast between Barry on one side and Hunter, uh, you know, with similar backgrounds and how Barry could have turned out differently except for the fact that he had family in his life. And and Barry basically making the point to Cisco that, you know, we're your family. We will provide that yeah. support for you. I thought that really did, you know, reinforce the the whole, you know, underlying message uh, of this ep- Yeah, it was really episode. well really well crafted how they put, you know, two, you know, albeit different people with different plots but the overall message was still the same okay we've said a lot of nice stuff about barry so far we've talked about him talking cisco through his problems we've talked about him explaining what wally had to do it's time to get down to barry's big screw up of the episode uh not just going against zoom because they did rather than just rushing in there and probably getting his ass handed to him they set up a clever plot you know, using images of uh, Hunter Zolomon's dead mother and father to throw him off his game and allow uh, Barry to trap him uh, with Patty's uh, little leg brace. But then, of course, the Zoom escape. Now, do you guys think, as I do, that the reason Zoom escaped was because Barry insisted on having that heart-to-heart talk with him, like he did with Trajectory? When is Barry going to learn to beat people unconscious before he talks to them? Jess? And he couldn't talk to them. We he can talk, they just can't talk back. <laughs> Barry's just screaming at her body. Him in a cell. Sorry, when he was talking to to Jay? 
yeah, when he was, well, Jay, Hunter, Zoom, call him what you will. You know, that basically just gave, you know, uh, Zoom a chance to recover, break free, and then go off and uh, and screw things up. Whereas if Barry had just bludged him into unconsciousness yes. or death, yes, problem solved. exactly. I completely agree with you there. And that, that was the moment that I was like, Barry, why? What, what, what I, I, like, help me understand why that's a thing. No one else would have sat through your shitty ass fucking monologue. Like, why can't you just, like, talk while you're speeding him to, I don't know, his punishment where he was supposed to be? Why can't you just say it in your head? Why can't you wait until he's locked up in the fucking, the pipeline, and then when he's not able to hurt you anymore, then you can say all those things. Why, Barry? Why? Well, obviously because they needed some drama for the rest of the season, but why? You know what I mean? Barry's I'm just hearing... emotional, okay? <laughs> Barry's a dumb shit, and this is what you get for being <gasps> a dumb shit. And I love Barry, but he's a dumb shit. And now with the opposing viewpoint, Ashley Michelle. My god, this is what I've been waiting for since we found out who Zoom was. <laughs> I love this interaction. I feel like this was, it was overdue and necessary that they have this conversation, Jess. Move the plot along. But like literally right as he's capturing him, like really? There couldn't have been a better time for that? No, because Barry like didn't think far to... enough to think that he could break through that little trap. He just sat there and took it and let Barry think that he had the upper hand. But like, it's okay. It's like, if I decide that I have to pee right in the middle of an exam where like I can't get up or else I'll lose all the marks, Hunter Solomon, in a sense, is an exam. And Barry failed. He failed really fucking hard. I thought I really thought you were gonna say I'm just gonna pee right there. I really thought that was gonna be your answer. I would be like, "Wow, Jess." I probably would though. I have a really small bladder, but still, wow. still, Barry should learn to pee when it's appropriate. Oh my God. Here's a pull quote for this episode. <laughs> Mike, what did you think about the uh, the confrontation with Zoom? Leave Barry alone. Damn it. He was fine. It's I, I, I can under, I guess I can understand him having that monologue because again, you know, all this pent up rage that he had. I guess he couldn't. I guess he didn't think two, three steps ahead of saying, "Okay, let me like take care of him, put him unconscious, put him in a you know holding cell that's gonna hold him, and then have a conversation." I think it was more like in the heat of the moment where he felt like you know, like kind of like how this episode was rushed in the sense where he really wanted to go and go get him because he already has the capability to go do it and i feel like it was more for him to say you know what i i can do this i can do this and once it already happened i felt like it was more of like heat of the moment it was you know he had the upper hand he took control of it at that time and then he not necessarily be cocky or arrogant but wanted to show zoom that he that he won, that he can, be, that he wanted, he wanted to sh prove to him that he was there. Albeit, it was probably not the best approach, and it was not the greatest idea to do that, you know, and not beat him to a pulp and then let him escape. But <sighs> leave him alone. He's Barry Allen. Leave him alone. 
Keep Stop going. It. But he still could have been He's an idiot. I'll admit. I'll admit. It. it was. Uh, it was it was an unexpected decision that he made, but perfectly within Barry's character, right? Barry exactly. is is always going to try to have, especially as as uh, you guys mentioned, the idea that this was you know, you know Hunter Zolomon slash Jay Garrick, uh, a guy that Barry was looking up to, a guy that Barry was trusting, a father figure who betrayed him just like Harrison Wells. This is giving him, you know, probably a, a chance for some uh, some closure, but yeah, the timing of it wasn't great. That chase, though. A great chase, yes. I love that. Now, I did have a question here. So, uh, Zoom breaks free, uh, grabs Wally, and then pops back to uh, Earth 2. How did he jump back to the other Earth? Shouldn't he only have been able to do that when Cisco had the portal open? The portal's permanently open. Is it permanently open now? Yeah. The breaches didn't close. Like They closed when they had to throw that football through the hoop. The yeah, but uh, I, yeah, yeah, I just had the feeling that when Cisco opened it, he closed. I, I thought it was just open as long as Cisco was keeping it open. Oh no, I think he. The first time he tried, like it closed because it wasn't fully open. But the second time, when he actually did it, and Zoom came through, that it stayed open permanently. That they couldn't close it without throwing that, throwing the football through it. Okay, I'll accept that. I thought it was a, a writer's oversight, but I'll uh, I'll grant you that one. So obviously, the CW after Barry's, show stop. yeah, sorry. Uh, obviously, <laughs> so Barry's trap goes south because he has to talk uh, rather than punch. Uh, and you know, faced with the conflict, what he has to do, he has no choice but to sacrifice his speed to save Wally. That's what heroes do. But here's the thing: we are not heroes. Would you guys have done it? Starting with Jess. Well, like, okay, wait. If I was a hero or if I was a villain? Because if I was a villain, I would just kill him anyway. Like, that's the smart thing to do. You don't (laughs) arrange, like, a hostage situation. You just kill people. Like, if I was a villain. But I'm not. I would... Oh, yeah, sure. But, like, as a hero, I can see why (laughs) Barry is doing what he's doing. I can see why he has to rescue Wally now. Like, I want to say... That I would be brave enough to do the same thing, but I also feel like I would be slightly smarter in that, like, well, what's to stop him from killing Wally anyway? Like, maybe we can go back in time and knife this guy in the back. Like, maybe we can get him in a bar fight or something. You know what I mean? No? (laughs) Yeah. I think we're all just disturbed with your uh, turn towards villainy. Uh, Mike and Ash, what did you think? Uh, if you were in Barry's situation, would you have uh, done the deal, given Zoom what he wants? Ash, you can go first if you want. Oh, I was going to let you go first. Okay, Ladies first. first? Yeah. Uh, see, I think that it's Harrison Wells' fault, because if <laughs> I was him, I would have found... <laughs> Even Jess, who hates Harrison Wells, didn't make that argument. Oh, wait, but but please explain it to me how, because maybe it is Harrison Wells' fault. Maybe Pasche <laughs> doesn't need to get knifed in a bar fight after all, if we can just blame it on Wells. It's Keelan's fault. Okay, so Harrison Wells is the one that took that syringe thing into the back room and was calibrating it, and Zoom was like, go do it. But, like... Harrison Wells, why couldn't Harry, come on, couldn't you have like found a way to like put 
put like a poison in the tip. So it when it ran, went into his skin, it first injected a poison instead of, oh, I don't know, berry speed. So that you would take berry speed, but Zoom would try to take that speed and kill himself in the process. And then you could put berry speed back into his body. Harrison Wells, you failed us. Interesting take, Mike. Oh my god, you're right. It is Harrison Wells' fault. <laughs> oh my god. Um, man, strictly on the basis of I was in Barry's shoes, I don't know. I, the, the person that I am, I probably would give up my speed for him only because who am I to decide if a, 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 a victim gets to live or not in the, of, based on my own actions? But I also would have to take into consideration, okay, who is the only person in the room that can stop Zoom? Well, I can. So giving him, relieving that option just means that he can literally do whatever the hell he wants. So what, what, is, what is there to stop him from killing literally everybody in the room? There, there's nothing to stop him. He could yeah, literally just kill... Saw. Right, he could literally kill anybody who he wants and nobody would be able to stop him. So... It is a tragedy because it, there's a victim involved, but it, it kind of goes off of your own moral standpoint. Like, would you sacrifice one person for the greater good because this person could wipe out, you know, lots and lots of people? Or would you try doing the noble thing and, get, you know, sacrifice yourself for somebody else's safety that isn't guaranteed 100%. And uh, in, in, in like kind of like how Jess said, you know, I'd kill everybody. Well, you know, th that would kind of suck if that was Zoom's real intention to actually kill everybody and then take the speed and then just go away. But I don't know. I, I, I can understand Barry doing it because it's Joe's son. I can understand why he did it. I, of course, it's not the best decision. Of course, I felt like they were like too. It was again to further the plot. They could have come up with a plan. They could have set up a trap, because Barry did prove that he did beat him, even though it was a little bit of assistance on everybody's part. But he did showcase that he did beat him. But I felt like he didn't want to take the chance and do that and risk Wally's life, because again, he who who is he to decide? whose life he can sacrifice or whose life he can risk while trying to take somebody down. Because it's not it's not necessarily Barry's nature to do that. Also, it was kind of Barry's fault. If, if Barry hadn't insisted on opening the breach and letting Zoom in, right. if Barry exactly. had, you know, as we've already established, stabbed him in a knife fight, bludgeoned to death, whatever, uh, then he wouldn't have gotten free to menace Wally. So it was, you know... Barry kind of had to clean it, up his own mess, so right. He had to right. He had to clean up his own mess. So who is he to decide if if Wally gets if, if Wally becomes a guinea pig or if Wally gets killed in the process when he and inadvertently caused what happened to this? What happens? What's happening to them now? So I feel like it was more of like not necessarily atoning for his sins, but it was more of like you know what? This is what I get for being too brash and not thinking clearly and not think not constructing some sort of plan or a contingency plan and this is the price i pay yeah i'm kind of with ashley i was hoping that you know zoom would show up and barry would be doing the whole noble okay we'll make your deal and then harrison wells would just shoot zoom dead and go i didn't make that deal 
which would have been totally <laughs> in character and would have been super awesome. But uh, that didn't happen. Uh, so before we get to the end of the episode, uh, we got another hint about the mysterious man in the mask on Earth 2. Uh, Hunter told him, uh, quote, you wouldn't believe me if I told you, end quote, who it was. So it looks like that red herring is still in play. Ask the question uh, we seem to ask every week. Who's the man in the iron mask? Uh, Mike? Uh, I don't know. God. <sighs> man, a part of me would like to think it's like Barry Allen's dad, because I think it'd be hilarious, but I really, really don't know. I really, really don't know. And it's really frustrating who it could possibly be, but I don't, I don't know. God, man, I hate this. Jess? Man, I, I wish Dora could help me with this, like, fucking clues, damn it. <laughs> like, why? Like, why are there, like, no, like, legit clues? None of this cryptic bullshit that I'm given. Like, Dora would help me out. Dora would, would under, understands context clues. Damn if it. we were really good geeks, we would go back and play back where the guy in the mask was trying to tap to Wally and figure out what the message he was tapping was, but I'm not that good a geek. Jess, who do you think's the guy in the mask? I'm going to go with the really obvious answer because it doesn't require me to think at all. I'm going to say the actual and real Jay Garrick. Because he was trying to, like, spell... He said Jay when they asked him, like, who are you? Maybe, like, he was trying to communicate some sort of a message that's, like, beyond his name. But you know what? Michael is right. I I wish that I had Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde to help solve this case. Because I, I cannot do it. I give up. There's two kinds of people. Right? I was about to say there had Wade, like, this is a good example of two different people. Is that a bad thing? No. I just really want a talking map. <laughs> I just I, really I want, want a, talking a friendly animals. monkey. A friendly right? monkey in boots. Come on. Right? And the one that talks and will get you food? Like, what is there not to like? There are uh, talking animals in Zootopia. And Peter Mansbridge is in that movie. Jess, go to sleep. Uh, Ash, uh, who do you think's in the mask? Well, this entire time, I've been thinking that it's been Wally. This After this episode, that it's been Wally from Earth 2. But now Jess has me thinking, you know what? It's probably really obvious that it's Jay Garrick. But the second question is, who is Jay Garrick on Earth 2? Exactly, yeah. And why is Zoom keeping this guy alive and, you know, with his head cased in a mask? And I... That mask smells? Y'all stay tuned. I have a spoiler about it. Dum, dum, (gasps) dum. Okay, so before we get to the spoiler, we end the episode with Barry Powerless, as we've established. Zoom has been supercharged. He's grabbed Caitlin, run off into the night. So best guess is how did they get out of this one and how long before Barry gets his speed back? Let's start with you, Mike. It better better be next episode. I'm just saying. You don't want to see Barry mooning around? Uh... No, I don't got time for that shit. I want his powers back, and I want him to kick ass. <laughs> Any thoughts? I don't, I don't care about emotions right now. Uh, Ash, what do you think? Next episode, and if so, how? I agree that it, 
I don't know how, but I agree that it's next episode. I don't have a damn clue how he's going to get it back unless it's, like, he has to, like, the Speed Force is still in his cell somehow, and they start to regenerate the Speed Force slowly throughout the entire episode, and then all of a sudden he's back and he's as slow as he was when he was the, at first the Flash. And he has <laughs> to start so all yeah. over again. Don't well, be Nigginelli, damn it. There is some Schmilosity Schmine out there, so that's a possibility. Jess, what do you think? Next episode, and if so, how? You know what? I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch. I don't know when he's going to get his speed back. I don't know how he's going to get his speed back. Really, all I'm concerned about is, A, that mask must be, like, the most uncomfortable, terrible-smelling thing... Do they need a key oh for God. it? Where, where is where is Barry going to find that key? Like, how is he going to get that key without his speed? How is he going to get back into those cells? Like, is it going to hurt him if he gets back into those cells, even with his speed? Like, what's going to happen here? And what lessons can he take away from this? Besides, don't be a fucking idiot, Barry. Pee when it's appropriate. Wow, I, I almost don't want to continue talking about the episode after Barry P when it's appropriate. But uh, before we get to those promised spoilers, any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, anything we didn't cover that you guys wanted to mention? Let's start with you, Jess. Aside no, from peeing when appropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that's it. I pretty much, like, I, I really hope that Iris continues her character growth. I am excited to see her as somebody besides the, you know, idolized, fantasized about girl of Barry's dreams, I want to see more of her as an actual relatable character. Oh, and also Wally's adorable. (laughs) Uh, Mike, anything about this episode you wanted to bring up that we didn't get to? Mm, Nope. Jess's brashness and spunky attitude pretty much hit everything. You're like, okay. I hate you, Jess. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but leave my girl Iris alone. She's fine. And Barry Allen, too. <laughs> I leave said she was fine. That's Barry's why. an idiot. And uh, Ashley, you know Michelle, yeah, any thoughts before we go on to your spoilers? I, I loved Joe this episode overall. Especially his couple of one-liners. Especially in the beginning, I remember him saying... You mean the man that I shot at and punched in the face? And again, with just that mono, the dialogue between the two of them, Zoom and Barry, it's like every time that I would play it over again, just the words, I'm dying, Barry, just gives me chills every time. Oh, so props to Sears for that wonderful acting this episode. And with that, on to spoilers. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of The Flash. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Check out our face or our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. First up, I have an interview from TV Line that asked Teddy Sears, who plays Jake Eric or Zoom, uh, if there was any teases on the identity of the Flash's man in the iron mask. 
who assured us that we do see him, but I didn't know who he was until filming the finale. Some of the actors will tell you we had ideas about who it is, but if they did, they knew a lot more than me. But his identity will be revealed, and I think it will be very satisfying to the viewers. And the following spoilers were presented by Design and Trend. E Online asked about the final battle between Barry and Zoom and Sears said the final showdown is mano a mano, Barry versus Hunter. Because we haven't shot it yet, I don't have a picture, but what's on the page, it proves to be epic in the truest sense of the word. It should be very fun and very satisfying for the viewers. So Sears thinks that the finale is going to be very satisfying for everybody from every sense of the word. So I'm putting all my faith in you, Sears. All of it. They also touched on Caitlin's failed romance and whether or not it'd be enough to push her to become Killer Frost. Sears said, we've seen her be Killer Frost. We see her heart want to grow cold is how I can put it. She then has to begin to struggle with the idea that here's another guy who I thought I loved who is now gone. Not physically gone like Ronnie, but he's gone. The prospect of him is gone. Just like in life, how does one react to that sort of thing? There are two very distinct ways to go. I'm not saying she becomes Killer Frost in life at all. Hint, hint. But we all know from seeing her doppelganger that she has that potential. She begins to internalize what she has to do next with this new information. Who will she become? How will she react? As for why Zoom snatched Caitlyn at the end of this week's episode, Sears told TV Line, we eventually pierce the armor and see why he's taken her. Zoom's agenda for Caitlyn won't be immediately clear, but the Star Labs resident bioengineer would be smart enough to worry, which really isn't surprising as her captor is, quote, off, he's broken, he is not a linear, level-headed guy. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Sears said that Jay was not playing with Caitlyn's feelings, even though he tricked her and the rest of Team Flash by conniving with his time remnant. When asked if Hunter ever really cared for Caitlyn, Sears answered, quote, Absolutely. That's something that Andrew Kreisberg, the executive producer, from the beginning wanted to hammer into me. While there were games being played on all the other members of Star Labs, what he felt for Caitlyn was the real deal. That adds a really interesting dynamic to this moving forward. He essentially is one gigantic liar who has played them all, but never played her. There are real feelings there. End quote. And the ratings came in at 3.0 million viewers and a 1.2 in the demographic, which is down a tenth, tying its demographic series low. And that's it for spoilers. Well, join us next time for a brand new installment of the Central City Chronicle. Visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many, many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Central City Chronicle and subscribe. And hey, why not leave a five-star review? It always helps. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. Also, like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or a blog contributor? Just email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts wish the listeners good night. Good night, guys. 
Have a good one. Enjoy your night, everyone. Thanks for listening. And thanks for tuning in. Join us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of the Central City Chronicle. Good night. (laughs) 